0: Hey y'all, I've been missing in action for quite some time, but I am so glad to be back again. Anywhere you go, anywhere you go, give it all. Anywhere you say, anywhere you say, anywhere. Thank you so much for tuning in to Musical Epics with Shari. I really appreciate you taking time off to listen to me talk about things that I'm passionate about and share some of my life experiences with you. If you don't know already, perhaps this is your first time listening to this podcast. Hello, you are so welcomed. My name is Sharon Bodua Bodu. you can call me Shari if you love what I do. I am your host and here on this podcast, we have discussions about life experiences through the lenses of lyrical contents of gospel songs. I firmly believe that music means and represents so much more than just beats, melodies, and rhythm. It provides us with incredible life stories that we can learn from. It influences our mindsets and behaviors more than we think and sometimes goes to the extent of giving us some solutions to the problems we face on a daily basis. In our current cultural climate, I have realized that we do not pay particular attention to the kind of songs we listen to and the impact that these songs have on us. We have taken them for granted, but just as we are mindful of the food that we give to our body, we also need to be mindful of the food that we feed to our minds. And I'll dare go to an extent or go further to say our souls because music is indeed food for the soul. I was listening to Sarah Jakes Roberts' first podcast episode of 2019 called Get Yourself Together on her podcast called Woman Evolved. And on this segment that she calls Rescue Eve, she talked about the surviving R. Kelly documentary i know most of you have watched the documentary or you know what i'm talking about i haven't watched the documentary but i basically have a gist of what the documentary is about however sarah jakes roberts drew my attention to something that i think is very profound she said we cannot go ahead and condemn the actions of R. Kelly without taking time to consider that some of the music sh- he released, sorry, some of the music he released may have shaped our thoughts when it comes to issues concerning sexuality. We will all agree that R. Kelly was one of the most celebrated artists in the 90s, and most of his songs, if not all of them, were highly sexual. And we have discovered that this man that we listened to throughout our childhood and teen years is actually a pervert. No wonder some of us have such bad perception about sexuality at an early age. And considering the fact that sexual education at an early age is not something that is popular in our African culture, our very first impression on how to treat women, how girls should view their bodies, and every other sex-related issue was being formed by a man who happens to be a pervert because he was the one that we listened to when we were young. I remember listening to same girl... Bump and grind and slow wind at an early age without even knowing exactly what I was thinking about or singing about. So Sarah Jakes Robert presented that we examine our mindsets and see which ones have been influenced by these and many other songs because she understood the power that music has over the mind. The point I'm trying to make is that the more you listen to songs about a certain issue, a certain lifestyle, or even songs in a certain genre, the more you become influenced to think and behave like someone who listened to those songs, the more desensitized you become to the anomalies of the community from which the song emanates so guide your ears guide your heart and guide your soul this is something that is not so far away from me i'm talking from experience it was not until i stopped listening to hip-hop and r&b that i was able to move away from certain behaviors that i didn't like and that is the motivation behind this podcast To create and present to you a much better option. A much better option when it comes to taste of music. And not just that. To also take time and go through the lyrical contents of these songs with you. So that you can better understand as to how they relate to your life. And the life nuggets you can derive from them. So, I know those who listen to me and look out for my podcast have been wondering where I have been. Some even reached out to me to ask me when I would be releasing another episode and I appreciate you all very, very much. Although podcasting is something that I love to do, I'm still learning not to put too much pressure on myself because, of course, that is not the only thing that I do. Also, since I'm a beginner, it's definitely hard to incorporate it into my daily routine. I see myself having to get very uncomfortable to be able to create something, and I'm still learning how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm sure some creative people and generally people who like to do more and try new things can relate to what I'm saying. So although I can not promise you a perfect schedule, there is one thing I can promise you. I've said it in one of my podcast episodes and I'm going to say it again. As long as there is breath in my lungs, I am not going to stop pursuing the things that I love or quit on the things that I love. I can take breaks, I can rest, but I'm not quitting. There will always be room for growth and improvement and I'm going to share the journey with you all as much as I can and I hope that you will come along with me and continue to support me. So, on today's episode, I'm going to talk about how I've been feeling and some of the things I've been struggling with, with the hope of achieving two things. One, to normalize having conversations about these issues that I'm going to raise without any judgment or guilt. And two is to tell you that you are not alone in your feelings if you can relate to some of the things that I'll be talking about. So basically, I'm going to expose myself with the hope that other people will feel safe and encouraged to do so rather than hiding in the dark with our struggles. And of course, I'm going to be doing this with the help of music from somebody that I refer to as one of the legends of the gospel industry this man is phenomenal i cannot begin to imagine the number of songs that he has written and performed and the number of awards he has won and the number of people he has impacted both inside and outside the industry he's just so brilliant and i can bet my last coin on the fact that no matter how you are feeling or no matter the topic he has a song about it the first song i can remember hearing from him was revolution oh 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 uh, 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 do you want a revolution Ooh ooh. said do you want a revolution ooh, ooh. <laughs> and back then gospel songs with that kind of rhythm and melody and in that kind of journal wasn't so popular i dare to say that he really revolutionalized the gospel industry and it is none other than kirk franklin he's one of those gospel artists who barely sing an entire verse in a song but they direct and back the song so well you don't really realize that they are not really singing they are not really the ones singing one other person who does this so well is ty Tribbett, another legend As I was researching about Kirk Franklin, I found something that he has written under his bio on his website and I think it's just phenomenal and I want to quote it to you. It says, and I quote, After moving past all the ideology and religious rhetoric that sometimes exists in the community I come from, the message of love that everybody is saying the world needs now can't come without including the creator of love. Why don't we simply consider not seeing him through the lens of the dogma per se, but see love as the truth that can stand the test of time? That's my offering. I bet that will give you something to think about. He has recently started a podcast called Good Words, so you can check it out if you want to. Y'all already know that Kirk Franklin has a lot of songs, but today we're going to be discussing one that has slowly become one of my favorites and try to relate the lyrics to some of the struggles I've been facing in my life. So let's get to it. The song and the discussion today is drum rolls, Please. (laughs) Wanna Be Happy by Kirk Franklin. Now first of all, I would like to take a moment to appreciate the cinematic content that the music video has. I don't know if that's the right term, but I'm talking about how the music video looked like a movie and every character was connected some way somehow and how everything played out. The characters in there were also the ones singing the song, so it felt so personal. Now, I don't know if they were actually singing or they were just lip syncing, but I think that was brilliant. If you haven't watched the video of this song yet, kindly check it out on YouTube. You would love it and most definitely get goosebumps at some point. The song was released in 2015 from his album Losing My Religion. Let me share something he said about the song when it got released. He said, and I quote, Every individual wants to be happy and will try different things all in pursuit of that feeling. With this song, I'm saying if you really want to be happy, you have to start with the originator. Unquote. Wow. This episode has been the most difficult episode for me to write. The most difficult episode I have ever written. Not because I didn't know what to say. Trust, I have so much to say about the issues in this song. The reason I found it very difficult to write this episode is because the issues being raised in this song are issues that I'm still dealing with in my day-to-day activities. Y'all know how easy it is to talk about something that you've never experienced before or something that you've been able to grow past. But when it comes to talking about your current struggles or talking about something that you are struggling with currently, it can be very, very tricky. This reminds me of Karen and Andy in the movie Sisters, the episode where Karen kept on judging Andy for always going back to Gary because she felt she was over Zach and she didn't love him anymore. And then when she slept with Zach at her saloon, she could no longer judge Andy anymore because she had no moral rights to do so. If you haven't watched the movie Sisters, you won't get it, but go and watch and you will get it. The point I'm trying to make is that it can be very tricky to talk about and propose solutions for problems that you are currently facing. Sometimes I feel like I'm not the best person to talk about these things. If I know the solutions to all these problems, why am I still in the problems in the first place? I had to realize that the purpose of this podcast is not to throw solutions into your faces and operate from a place of higher standing or higher morale or whatever. That is something that I do not want to do. What I intend to do is to take you guys along with me to my very flawed, very broken, very imperfect, yet amazing life journey and hope that by doing so, certain conversations will be normalized. More people will be unafraid to present their authentic selves to the world and we will all together find solutions to our daily struggles. Besides, whatever solutions or suggestions that I present to you on this podcast is always inspired by a musician or an aspect who in turn is inspired by God. So technically, technically, I'm not the one giving out these solutions or suggestions. <laughs> so with this in mind, let us start with dissecting the lyrical contents of the song Wanna Be Happy by Kirk Franklin. In the video The song opens with Kirk Franklin going to sit behind a piano and then he says these words. And I quote, The truth can hurt you or the truth can change you. What will truth do to you? Sheesh. (laughs) Yo, this is just the opening of the song. Just the opening of the song. And this man just dropped a whole word on us. The whole song can just be that. And we will still have so much to unpack. I think this statement presents a crossroad that we all face in our lives, definitely more than once. More than once in our lifetime, we have been confronted with the truth and the opportunity to decide what we are going to use that truth for. I know I have, and it happened quite recently, precisely during the time when I wasn't releasing any episode. Well, What happened was, I felt like... (laughs) What happened was I felt like I had now started living, and I was more aware of the things happening in my life and things happening around me now more than ever. When I look back and compare when I was younger to now, I feel like I wasn't aware of the of I feel like I wasn't aware of my life when I was younger. There are so many things that I do not remember and so many things that I did not care about. But now I can actually see what is going on in and around my life. With this awareness came the confrontation with the truth of how my life looks like and how I've been living my life all these years. And boy, oh boy, I did not like the truth. The truth was so bitter, but it was the truth. So then I was faced with the dilemma of letting the truth hurt me or letting the truth change me. Kirk Franklin knew that the truths that he was going to talk about in these songs were going to be very bitter. It was something that not everybody will be willing to listen to or accept. That is why he gave that disclaimer, a precursor. And I don't, I don't think there was any other better way to start the song because this song sure has some cutting edge truths and germs. So this was my dilemma and continues to be my dilemma since I'm still uncovering more truth. But I decided to allow the truth to change me. I knew I could not fix something that I was not willing to accept that is broken. Knowing and accepting your situation is one of the initial steps to take towards healing. Since I'm about to share some of the truths that I found with you... And since it's very probable that you're also struggling with some of these truths, I'm inviting you to make a decision with me to allow the truth to change us and set us free. The question, what would truth do to you, demands that we make a conscious decision. Nothing can happen to us except the things we allow. We have to give out permission. At the end of the day, if we come out hurt, it's because we gave permission for that feeling of hurt to consume us. And that is one thing that I love about the opening. is that it puts me in the driver's seat to make the decision. Not my mom, not my dad, or sibling, or pastor, or even God. It puts me in the driver's seat. And what I decide to do with the seat and the steering wheel is totally up to me. I love that. Y'all, we haven't even reached the first verse yet. And see the gems that I'm dropping. Y'all better brace yourself, so... <laughs> Let me start by quoting the first verse of the song to you. It says, and I quote, I just want to be happy, but if I keep doing the things that keep on bringing me pain, there's no one else I can blame if I'm not happy. Wasted my time, but now I can see the biggest enemy it was me, so I'm not happy. Phew. Y'all, this slaps different. These lyrics literally sum up how these past years have been for me, from the time I decided to take my Christian life seriously. These lyrics talk about a concept called self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is when we actively or passively take steps to prevent ourselves from reaching our goals. It can also happen when we continue to do certain things that were adaptive in one context but are no longer necessary in the context that we are in right now. Let me make this a lot more practicable for you guys by telling you exactly what that looked like for me in my life. So for me, self-sabotaging looked like me making amazing plans and setting goals in my head about things that I want to do and things that I know I should do. But at the end of the day, I won't do them. It could be as little as planning in my head that I want to wash utensils in the evening rather than in the morning so that I can start my morning fresh without having to deal with dirty plates and bowls. That sounds like a good idea and a good plan, don't you think so? It is. But for so long, I struggle with getting myself to do just this simple thing. And every time I wake up with a bunch of dishes staring at me, I get so mad and so frustrated. And I was like, Shari, who is... Br- Preventing you from washing the utensils in the evening. The truth is, it was nobody but myself. That is why I can relate to the line in the verse that says, I want to be happy, but if I keep on doing the things that keep on bringing me pain, there's no one else I can blame if I'm not happy. I want to have a fresh start of my day, but I keep on refusing to do what I know is right. So who really can I blame for my frustration? Nobody but myself. And this is not to say that there is anything wrong with doing the dishes in the morning. So if you do, please don't come for me. I'm talking about something that is totally personal and just a little example of how self sabotaging can manifest itself. So as you listen, as you listen to my example, just think about the things that are personal to you too in this aspect. I honestly believe that we all self-sabotage in one way or the other. And the thing about self-sabotage is that it can manifest in the small stuff and in the big stuff too. So at this time, I find myself in the biggest and the fiercest and the most difficult battle I've ever been in. I am battling with myself. I've spent time googling how to be disciplined, how to take yourself more seriously. But then now I realize that the biggest enemy that I was fighting against is myself. I am the reason why I am not happy. Do y'all know how staggering this realization is? That I am the very reason why I am not happy. Now, how do I fight myself? Where do I even begin when I want to fight myself? This is the dilemma I found myself in. And Let me tell you guys that it was hard. It was a very hard place to be in a very frustrating situation. It is relatively easy to fight an enemy that is somewhere out there, but when the enemy is me, that is a hard battle to be in. I don't know who can relate to this, but baby girl, you are not alone. You are not crazy. I've been there. I'm still in it. So trust me, you are not alone and you are not crazy. I just want to normalize the fact that people can be in a situation like this for just a moment. Cool? Cool. now let's move on to the pre-chorus it says and i quote cry yourself to sleep shout and raise your hands it won't change a thing child until you understand unquote this part of the song makes me very happy because kirk franklin is fixing to give us some answers to our self-sabotage problem and god knows i need solutions and i know if you are facing this problem you do too But before that, let's unpack this pre-chorus for a bit. I do believe that all the things that Kirk Franklin listed here can manifest literally or also manifest in different ways. Because I did cry to sleep some nights. And then I prayed and I shouted and I raised my hands for God to save me. But that didn't work. It didn't change anything. Like I said earlier, I googled, I listened to motivational speakers, engaged myself Engaged in self-condemnation, but those didn't work either. So what exactly is going to work? Let's listen to what Kirk Franklin has to say about that. I'm quoting again. This is the chorus. It says, If you're tired of being the same, if you're tired of things not changing, it's time for you to get out of the way. Let me just put a pin in there in a point. Kirk is just giving it to us left, right, center. Eee! this is so straightforward he says get out of the way it's so simple like common sense and it has a don't make such a big deal out of it quality that makes you think that it's easy to do but let me tell you something it is not but that is not going to be an excuse for us so i decided to dig deeper The first thing I found is that the main reason why we tend to self-sabotage is because we are afraid of change. And change is very hard and uncomfortable for most of us, if not all of us. So practically for me, with the example I used, I became so comfortable with the idea and the routine of not washing utensils in the evening that when I realized that there was a better option, although I wanted it all right, but my body and my mind started to fight against me because it's not something that I'm used to. I know there is a proper psychological term or concept to explain this, but since I'm not, since that is not my expertise, I'm trying to explain it the best possible way I can, and I hope you guys get what I'm saying. So this gives a little clarity as to what is going on, right? The next thing that I found out is that the general connotation of what it means to get out of the way is to put your feelings, your doubts, your anxieties, your ego concerns, your mental blocks, and your critical inner voice aside. Now that I've mentioned anxiety, let's just talk about the anxieties that I was feeling that one way or the other contributed to me self-sabotaging and then I'll tie it all together at the end. Stay with me. You'll get it. Okay, stay with me. So one major anxiety that sometimes cripples my spirit is the anxiety for the future. The apprehension of not knowing what to expect and what is going to happen and the feeling that there are so many variables that I cannot control as far as my future is concerned. I already mentioned in one of my earliest podcasts that I have a wild imagination and I'll go out on a limb to say that I'm an overthinker. I always want to know what is going to happen so that I can plan and brace myself for impact. And so as I near my graduation from the university, I find myself obsessing, literally obsessing about what I want to do after school. And living in a country where the future of graduates are not so secure doesn't make it any easier. But that's another topic for another day. And I'm not saying planning for the future is a bad thing, but when it gets to the point where you want to dictate for the future or even see the future in order to be prepared, then you know there is a problem. That's one part. On the other hand, as a creative person, an overthinker and the organized person that I am, I also have plans for my future. So it's either I'm obsessing about what the future holds or obsessing about whether the plans that I have are going to work or not. Hey, (laughs) my bro. (laughs) And you know what that does? It leads to worrying, which kind of makes me feel like I'm in control of the situation, but in reality, I am not. Which also fuels my anxiety, and my anxiety leads me to self-sabotage, because after all, if I don't know what the future holds, I might as well not do what I plan to do this has become a very vicious cycle that is eating me away little by little small small (laughs) so back to kirk franklin's advice to get out of the way kirk franklin says get out of the way what does that even mean getting out of my way is the simple solution to me being in my way which is when my habits, my, my behavior, my feelings, my personal problems stop me from achieving what I know deep down is rightfully mine and can be mine. So habits that I have created or emotions that I express is preventing me from being the successful person that I want to be or living the life that I want. Practically, my habit of procrastination is preventing me from washing the utensils in the evening like I want to. And these types of habits are always visible in almost all the aspects of our lives. Let me prove it to you. This same habits of procrastination will also prevent me from doing my schoolwork before time and at the last minute. Although I will be able to get the work done, it will happen in the midst of stress and pressure and frustration which could all have been avoided if I had done it earlier. And although this kind of habit served me in my first year of university, it doesn't serve me anymore because now I'm in my final year and the workload has tripled. This same habit of procrastination will prevent me from preparing for an episode release according to my podcast schedule. And at the end of the day, I won't be able to release the number of episodes that I wanted to do because I started too late. So you see that this habit is making it, its easier that this habit is making me self-sabotaging, not one, but in various aspects of my life. As I dug deeper, I realized that I'm allowing these things to happen because I don't have confidence in myself. And I fail to understand the kind of power that I possess in my abilities. I fail to realize that these habits that are dictating how my life should go are habits that I created. And so they do not have much more power over me than I do over them. I'm standing in a position where I feel like the habits have more power to dictate, direct, and tell me what to do, which in actual fact is not true. I've forgotten who I am and the kind of power that I yield as a human being created in the likeness of God. Remembering this and fully believing this is the second step towards breaking the self-sabotaging cycle. At this point... We would have to take back our power from our habits. And I believe that this is a crucial part of getting out of our way. So now we've taken the power from our habits. What's next? Because hearing I'm a child of God and that I have power inside me all sounds good. But what exactly am I supposed to do with that? I'm supposed to believe. Okay. But what does believing look like in this context? How does believing manifest itself and how is that supposed to help me? You remember I told you at the beginning of the podcast that you can't fix something that you don't accept is broken? That plays a major role here. First of all, I needed to ask myself what I believe about this self-sabotaging habit. Do I really believe that it's bad for me? Do I really believe that washing the utensils in the morning is not good for me? Do I really believe that not starting my schoolwork on time is bad for me? Or am I still a firm believer that I work best under stress? <laughs> Does anybody also believe the same thing that you work best under stress and under pressure? <laughs> First of all, how did I even come to the conclusion that I work best under stress and under pressure when I haven't even tried working without stress and pressure? <laughs> What I'm saying is that the belief system around the habit has to be evaluated and analyzed. Moving on to the second part of the course, I quote, Don't get stuck in how you feel. Say Jesus, take the wheel. He knows the road that you need to take, but it only works if you want to be happy. Unquote. Now, we've already established that getting out of our way means that not allowing things that we have created to become obstacles to our progress. Now, Kirk Franklin has introduced a whole new variable to the picture. That is Jesus. I'm sitting here wondering what Jesus has to do with all of this. Because during these moments where I saw sabotage I pray every day. I pray for God to save me, but nothing happens. There's no miraculous deliverance whatsoever yet. So what exactly has Jesus got to do with this? Now, before we get to the role that Jesus has to play in all of this, my attention has been drawn to the first line that says, and I quote, Don't get stuck in how you feel. Man, these lyrics are just reading me. I feel so stuck in my feelings that I'm not even appreciative of where I am right now. Just because I'm not able to do something that I want to do, I feel like my life sucks and I'm not even going to amount to anything. Now, I realize how heavy these statements are and you might be thinking that I'm just exaggerating, but that is legit what I am thinking about and how I feel sometimes. This is the very first time I'm saying this aloud and it sounds so heavy. But I'm thinking about it and these thoughts creep into my mind from time to time. I am stuck in stress, the frustration, the anxiety, the self-loathing. And the crazy thing is that it feels comfortable and it's literally the easiest thing to do. I don't know why though. Why is it so easy to feel guilty and allow stress and pressure to overcome us and to self-loathe? But it feels like... An, 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 but it, <laughs> But it feels like an extra amount of work to try and not let these things control us. I'm I'm, I'm getting emotional. I feel triggered. (laughs) Kirk Franklin is advising us not to get settled at this point because then we we cannot do anything to help ourselves. Now, let's circle back to the role of Jesus. The reason Kirk Franklin wants us to invite Jesus into our situation is because he knows the role that we need to take. This is so good and so true and it is the realization that truly set me on the road to freedom because if I'm being extremely honest with myself I don't believe most of the things that I'm doing are bad. I don't believe they are hurting me or hurting anybody else in any way. What exactly is so wrong with washing utensils in the morning? Nothing. At the end of the day The utensils will be washed, whether it happens in the morning, afternoon or in the evening. So left to me alone, this habit really doesn't hurt anybody and it doesn't hurt me. And that is the reason for my low motivation in trying to do better. I have to come to the realization that I am not living for myself and every action that I am taking now has consequences which will affect the type of woman that I want to become in the future. I have to understand that God has a plan for my life and I had to decide on 5th May 2020 that that is the plan that I was going to follow. And in that plan, I don't see myself as a woman who washes the utensils in the morning. So it doesn't matter whether I feel I am hurting myself or not. It doesn't matter whether I feel is right or wrong. I am not going to wash the utensils in the morning. Why? Because that is not the plan of my life. Period. poo. <laughs> And this is just something small, something minute and a personal experience that you might not be struggling with, but look within yourself and find out the areas where you keep self-sabotaging. Take time and try to search within yourself to see if you inherently believe that that self-sabotaging habit is wrong and it's something that you shouldn't be doing. I hope I'm making sense, but let me try another example so that it can be as clear as possible because this is an important step in the whole process. Let's say, for example, that I do drugs. What I'm suggesting is that I have to come to the realization that these drugs that I'm doing are not good for me and I have to stop. Until I come to this realization, it will be very difficult for me to want to seek help. This realization does not automatically set me free, but it definitely puts me on the path towards freedom. There is this saying that I've heard my dad say a lot and it goes like, Say a just see what not uninse a Jano or don't sassom na a besho on sans soon. Let me just leave it there because child. <laughs> Another reason why I think Kirk Franklin introduced Jesus to this whole thing is that now this might not be specifically the reason why Kirk introduced Jesus but when I was dissecting these lyrics I got stuck on this very one. I felt like there has to be more to the role that Jesus has to play here but I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. And this is why I can't stick to a strict schedule for release dates because Most often than not, what I write about is so current in my life that I need to wait for it to unfold more before I can continue the script. Anywho, so I was listening to Sincerely Akra and the host Joseph Inti says something about some things taking time and that we need to have mercy and grace for ourselves. And mind you, what he was talking about had nothing to do with habits, but then I got an epiphany. I was like, yes that is it like this is it let me break it down first of all i can bet my last coin on the fact that whatever habit that we are dealing with that habit was formed a very very long time ago so it is absolutely unrealistic to expect to break out of a habit that we have built for a decade within a week or two unless there is a divine intervention which is pretty rare Is going to take a lot of time and within that time, we need to have grace and mercy for ourselves because we are going to slip. Sometimes it will seem like we are not making any progress, but we need to be able to forgive ourselves and move on. But here is the catch. We cannot have grace and mercy for ourselves when we have not encountered the creator of mercy and grace. How are we going to give ourselves something that we have never experienced before? Because child, if you have experienced the kind of grace that Jesus gives, it will be very, very easy for you to forgive yourself and make allowances for your slips. And I just realized this now. I don't have to be so hard on myself and I'm not able to do what I said I would do. Because everything is going to work together for my good. Why? Because I love Jesus. And this is not to excuse irresponsibility, but the goal is progression, not perfection. Can I get an amen in the back? Ciao. (laughs) Let's quickly move on to the second verse of this song. The verse says, and I quote, I just want to be happy, or I just want to be happy. But if I keep on giving my heart for people to tear apart, the healing will never start so I can be happy. Unquote. Isn't it funny how sometimes we gravitate towards people who do not want us more than we do towards people who want us? It's the same thing with habits. We sometimes enjoy doing the things that will harm us more than we do those that are good for us. I don't know why it's like that, but that is the reality. And if we do not realize this sooner in life, we will be very frustrated and blame everything under the sun for it, except the real cause, which is ourselves. We need to start taking responsibility for our own mess ups and mistakes. Yes, that is not going to bring us the entire healing we desire, but it's definitely a start. It sets us on the right course of starting our journey to healing. From here, the bridge and the first chorus is repeated. And there is an additional part being added to the first chorus, which says, and I quote, It's so easy to complain addicted to the pain you give your heart they push it away now i don't really know who they is but i'm guessing he's talking about relationships and not just romantic ones i believe he's talking about when you give out your all to certain relationships and the other party is very unappreciative of what you do What struck me most about this part of the second chorus is that it is pointing out that it can be so easy to complain and get addicted to the pain we experience in self-sabotage or in any other situation for that matter. Complaining has the same effect as worrying. It makes us feel like we are in control of the situation when in reality we are not. It shifts the focus from what we can do about the situation to what is wrong with the situation. And the dangerous thing is, even though complaining will lead us to see the problem, it will never push us to solve it because once we do, then we won't have anything to complain about. And what happens is, after some time, the complaint and the situation becomes a norm for us and that's that's what it means to become addicted to the pain. It can go so far to to the extent that we will always be looking for something to complain about, but doing very little to change or solve the situation. And baby, once we look very hard, we will always find something to complain about. There needs to be a mindset shift. (laughs) I almost said that wrong. (laughs) There needs to be a shift from what is wrong with the situation to what we can do about the situation to make it better. The second part of the second chorus says, and I quote, Jesus knows how you feel. Just let him take the wheel. The love you need, he already gave. Come on, somebody. This is so refreshing to hear. We don't have to look so far away for our solutions. We just have to surrender what is within us to the one above and ask him to pour himself in us. Whatever we need that is making ourselves sabotage or that is making us do something to hurt ourselves he has already given it to us even before we were born he made it available to us over 2000 years ago so that we won't lack anything Our families, our friends, our acquaintances, business partners, classmates, church members, or pastors cannot give us the love, affirmation, and acceptance we need 24-7. They are just a resource. And because they are a resource, they can and will run out. We need to learn to depend on the source himself. His name is Jesus Christ and we are not too much for him to handle. He is perfectly okay with us depending on him. In fact, he wants us to depend on him. He says so himself so if you're like me and you're tired of going in circles you're tired of making the same mistakes and you're tired of being the same and things not changing then i am putting it before you then now is our chance to start the journey to healing and wholeness now is the chance to pull over get out of the driver's seat and get comfortable in the passenger seat and let jesus drive and this is not a magic that happens instantly It's going to take time. Like I said before, you cannot instantly uproot something that took a long time to grow unless you get a divine intervention from God. And all things are possible for God. So if you do get a divine intervention, then praise the Lord. I'm happy for you. But for some of us, it's going to take time and work, hard work. That is why we need to learn to give ourselves grace and mercy and to be extremely patient with ourselves ourselves. All the while being present in our current situation and paying attention to why we do what we do, let's be more curious about how we act and ask genuine questions and ask sincere questions. The journey is tough, but it is so worth it. So this is my special invitation to you. Yes you get to see Kirk Franklin. I'm inviting you to come on this journey with me. We can share resources, we can share our stories with others, so that the journey does not feel so lonely. You can do this with other people too, your family, your good friends, etc. Let's be people who thrive to do better every day. Not better than the next person, but better than who we were yesterday. If you would accept my invitation, say yes! Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This episode has been so difficult to write, but I hope my honesty and vulnerability is something that you can relate to and will motivate you to start your own journey. Now, if, you li- if you've if you listened up to this point, then it's obvious you like me. You know you like me. You like me. And I like you too. So I'm asking you to consider subscribing to my podcast and sharing it with the people that you know. Also, you can follow me on IG at sharibuedu underscore so we can be internet buddies. My previous IG account, which was shari underscore was hacked. So be sure to follow me on my new account. I'll leave my handles and my email in the description box of this episode. The song we discussed today was Wanna Be Happy by Kirk Franklin. So go listen to the song and share your thoughts with me. Thank you once again for listening. And until we meet next time, be safe, be happy, be you. Bye.